God is good, amen. Thank God for his grace, brothers and sisters. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God we can still come to church, and in this church, we let Jesus have his way. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Some churches today, they say, well, you start dancing, we're going to throw you out of our church. Well you, well, you can dance in here if you want. You can wave your hands, worship, do whatever you think God wants you to do. Amen. Because that's where it's at. Man, it's time to get excited for Jesus again, right? Hallelujah. It's time to get excited because there's a move taking place, and the church of God's going to wake up and realize that God is real. He's alive. He ain't a figment of somebody's imagination. He's a true God, a living God, a breathing God that sees and hears. Oh, man. I feel like preaching a little bit. (laughs) But God is a good God, amen? You know, my mama was singing that song. I was just repenting, man. I said, Lord, forgive me. Hallelujah. Forgive me, Lord, for my unbelief. Forgive me for doubting you. Forgive me for being lazy in in, in, in the faith. God, forgive me. Let me tell you something. There's too much to miss not to get everything you need. God has given you what you need. You can find peace in the presence of God. You can find hope in the presence of Jesus. You can find life in the presence of Christ. Why throw it away? You know how many times I threw God away, even as a Christian sitting in this church? You know, I was just doing a a good thing, a religious thing. But man, it's it's more than that, praise God. It's knowing that Jesus is present and he wants to change. This is not about, when you come to church here, you're just coming to change your life, right? You're coming to hear the word of God, to to be able to take this out of that door and do something with it, praise God. Somebody says, why are you smiling? The world's all messed because I got Jesus. <laughs> Why are you happy? Uh, the economy's falling apart. The world's at war. I got Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't need to worry about that stuff. Hallelujah. Hey. <laughs> I don't know about you. That makes me want to sing. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is good. Father, we thank you for this morning. We just praise you for the Holy Ghost. And thank you for what you're doing this morning. In Jesus' name. You can turn me to Genesis chapter Chapter 7, real quick. I want to talk about a man called Noah. Man, righteous preacher. Now, you know, if you don't know your Bible too much, you won't understand. But, but Noah lived in a time where all men had backslidden. Come on, somebody. He, he didn't have a church to go to. He couldn't call his brother down the street and say, let's fellowship. And let's, let's sing like we're doing this morning. There was only one righteous man in the whole world. At this time, at chapter 7, it didn't take long for humanity to sink. See, humanity started with Adam and Eve, you remember? And Adam and Eve were right. They were just, but they sinned against the Lord. And when sin came in, it brought death and sickness and disease. I heard a man says, he's blaming God for his his son shooting himself. I said, God ain't even a shot. God had nothing to do with that. Sin, sin and sickness and disease is here because of man, not because of God. God had a perfect plan. Come on, somebody. God's plan that men will live forever in fellowship with him. But man thought he knew more than God. Satan promised him a little, a little promise. If you, if you eat of the fruit, God don't want you to know that you can become like him. It burns me up when I hear preachers say, well, we're we little gods. No, you're not no little God. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. I'm a hopeless creature that needed a Savior. Come on. And I needed some peace in my life. And the only way I could get that, praise God, is accepting Jesus as my Savior. 
The more I go, the more I learn, y'all. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. If we don't find ourselves in Christ, we will fail over and over and over again. If we try to do it in our own way, in our own religious spirit, we'll fail God. It's Jesus. He is our legs to stand on. He's our hands to work with. He's our mouth to speak. Come on. He's everything. Noah had lived for God. And at this time, God said, Noah, my spirit will not always strive with man. He says, I've given men time to repent, and he hasn't. Go build yourself an ark. <laughs> Go build yourself an ark and pitch it with pitch. Make it a certain size. I don't give the dimensions, but says, and take every animal, two of every kind, into that ark. And because of his righteousness, wait now, because of Noah's love for God, God spared him. You're here today because Noah believed God. Come on, somebody. Because if Noah wouldn't, he'd have killed the whole bunch. We'd not, there wouldn't be no earth. There'd be no life. Because Noah stood on the word of God and the promises of God and said, this is what I want you to do. Noah, he loved the Lord. He worshiped the Lord. He was a preacher of righteousness. And the book of Hebrews calls him in the, in the hall of faith. And he believed the Lord while everything else around him was falling. I'm going to get to something in a minute because that is something that's churning in my heart. You see, when I, when I get ready to preach on Sunday morning, sometimes I don't have nothing. But the stirring of God's spirit comes and he shows me. What am I, what is, what, what am I unhappy with, son? What's wrong with the world? What's wrong with the church? I was over here Thursday night, and I got up from there. I heard all I could hear the Lord speak to me. says, come thou into the ark, your wife, your children. Come on. The Lord had, Noah had built this big ark, this big boat, they call it. It's almost like if you look at the dimension, it's almost like a casket. That's what it looked like. It was a floating box. And Noah pitched it, and, and the Lord spoke to Noah, and I said, you go. Get your wife, and get your sons and their wives. Come into the ark, where you'll find safety, <laughs> where you'll find peace. Outside of the world, brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, right now, even in our society, the world is corrupt. Come on. But in my ark, Jesus, <laughs> there's safety. There's hope, there's faith, there's life. I feel the preaching of the Holy Ghost, man. You, you know what I'm saying is you don't have to run with the devil's crowd. You don't have to accept the devil's crowd. Come on. You can live in the ark of God. The ark, Jesus, is our ark. That ark was a shadow or figure of Christ. Noah built this ark. In verse 7, verse one, chapter 1 says this. Now, again, I want to remember, you, remember there, there, there are people that are trying to probably kill Noah by this time. There are people laughing at him, mocking him. What are you going to float that boat on? They never rain. They do? <laughs> Look at this stupid old man. He's building this ark. He's building this boat. For what? He says God's going to kill us all. 
And the Lord made it, after Noah built the ark, the Lord called Noah. He said, he said in verse 1, Then the Lord said to Noah, Come into the ark, and you, you and your household shall be, because I have seen the righteousness, your righteousness, because before me in this generation. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, Lawrence. Where does God have to be to say, Come in? He's got to be in the ark. <laughs> Let me tell you something. God rolled that storm in Noah. <laughs> He said, come into the ark. Come, you and your family, come into the ark and shut the door. Well, well, no, God shut the door. I'm sorry. Because God gave man 120 years of repentance. They could have come. Listen, there are people today that sit in church that's not going to meet, make heaven their home when Jesus comes back. Because religion was, was prompt in the days of Noah, but it wasn't God's religion. It was Satan's religion. I'm going to tell you something, brother, that upset me. and I, I, Things like that, I have to get it out of my system, okay? I passed in front of a Christian organization just Friday. And this is supposed to be a believer's organization. And I looked outside, and I ain't lying to you, Mardi Gras balloons all over the place. I almost should have, I, I, I was going to call, but Book said, Daddy, no. <laughs> I should have, I said, man, what are y'all doing? Do you know you're responsible for the souls of those people? Mardi Gras balloons, kids all celebrating Mardi Gras outside of a Christian school between Bow Bridge and Cecilia. Some of you might know what I'm talking about. I said, what is going on, man? Are we getting to the point where it don't matter that Satanism has crept into the church? It took the life of me not to call. I should have. I should have warned him. You're responsible. God's going to hold you accountable for what you, what you allow in, in this thing. But if you come thou into the ark, Noah, and your wife and your children, I'm going to send a flood. I'm going to destroy the earth which I made. Now watch. There's only one thing God said he was ever sorry of making. Let me read it to you. You shall take you seven. He goes on and it tells you what you type. Because he said, I'm going to destroy the earth. Now the flood was on the earth 40 days and 40 nights. But it says here, I mean, let me see where I wrote it down. But anyway, I forgot where I wrote it. <laughs> I forget. But the Bible says that it, before, when God gave Noah the warning about, yeah, I'm sorry, I remember now. Chapter 6. Verse 13. I got it. <laughs> Janice says, I forget a lot, but then I remember. The Holy Ghost made me remember. Amen? God said to Noah, the end of all flesh, flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence. Come on, somebody. What do you see today? Violence. violence corruption. Satanism. Something that which used to make people blush, don't blush anymore. Things that was in the closet is coming out. Sin has been parading long enough. God is angry. All right? Now, he's speaking about Noah's day, but I'm going to show you something. Behold, I've, I'm going to destroy all them which are on the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. And rooms in the ark and cover it inside and out with pitch. 
And this is how you shall make it. He gave the dimensions and, and all of that. But God is speaking, he says, in verse 9. I should have started there. Or verse 10. And Noah begot three sons, Ham, Sham, and Japheth. The earth was corrupt before God. And the earth was filled with violence. So though God looked upon the earth. And indeed it was corrupt in all flesh. Upon the earth. And God was sorry. That he even made man. It's bad when God is angry enough to say, I regret even making these creatures. When God has to repent for doing something. The King James says he repented himself. When God has to repent for something, you know it's bad. You think he's overlooking society today? You think God's saying it's okay? Well, the church says it's okay. We don't even talk about sin anymore in the church. We don't talk about hell no more. We don't talk about the judgment of God anymore. There's no fear of God in people anymore. I told a preacher once, well, no, we, had done, man. We, had preached, we preached the fear of God right out of the church. We preached faith right out of the church. We preached holiness right out of the church. And we took in God's love and we corrupted it. And when I saw we would preach, God loves you. God loves you. Don't matter what you do. God loves you. God loves you. God. Let me tell you something. My Bible said God hates the hands that shed innocent blood. You can read it in Proverbs chapter 6. God hates a proud look. God hates he that sowed discard among the brethren. God hates he that shed innocent blood. We've been murdering over 60 million babies since Roe versus Wade. You think God's not angry? Come on, some y'all looking at me like I'm strange, but it's true. We have promoted ungodliness, homosexuality. We have, we have promoted the corruption uh, that God, the Bible says, God hates. Let not a man lie with a woman as he lies with a man. I mean, let him lie with a man as he lies with a woman. The Bible says it's an abomination. That word, means, that word means God detests it. He hates it. Paul made it very clear in Romans you know, that, that they, they will leave the natural use of a woman burning in their lust one for another. Men with men, working that which is unseemly and not right in the eyes of God. That's the gospel. I didn't write that. But today it's okay. It's, it's paraded on our television sets like it's perfectly normal. They, 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 they can defy God all they want and nothing's going to be done. It will be done. Judgment is coming. Those little babies are crying from the blood of the ground, crying out for, for, mur for, for uh, vengeance and judgment upon the people that killed them. Don't believe that? What about Cain? They killed Abel. The Bible says your brother's blood cried out from the ground. <laughs> Listen, I pray them politicians and I pray them judges and, and all those people can hear them little babies crying and the suffering that they, they, they had to go through. Tearing their little bodies apart like it's nothing. But you drown a dog or a cat, you're going to jail, buddy. But you can burn and, and, and pull a little baby apart inside of a mama like it's nothing. Tell us something encouraging. <laughs> Listen, I want you to be aware, alert to what's coming. Jesus Christ is coming back. Come on, somebody. I hope people on the internet listen to this. He's coming back. And he's not coming like a little baby in a manger. He's coming with a sword in his hand. He's coming, on, he's coming ready for battle, Brother Lawrence. Let me tell you, brother, he ain't playing games. And he's coming angry. He's coming angry at sin. He's coming angry at the world. The judgment of God is coming. 
Man, help me today, Lord. I'd rather, I'd rather talk about, and, and I do, we talk about things that encourage and, and build your faith. But it's time we realize outside of that door, praise God, there's a real devil. And outside of that, that, that door, they got people that hate God. Just down the street, next door, that don't want God telling them they can't live this kind of life. Listen, if you're living a sinful life, there's still, it's not too late. Come out from it. Repent of it. I see so many young people destroyed today, y'all. Seriously, running after anything they could find. God doesn't want that for you. I got young people in here, praise God, that are waiting for the right one to come along. That he's coming or she's coming. Wait on God. Wait on the Lord. There's a promise in the word that he'll, he'll bless you. Do not be unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. How could light have fellowship with darkness? How could Christ have fellowship with Baal? God don't want you singing with Satan's crowd. It's too good to pass up the goodness of God. Here, listen to me. I'm begging you, praise God. Look for the goodness of God. Look for the mercy of God. Look for the blessings of God. I wouldn't give it up for nothing. Brother Ray, all that, all year. I wouldn't give it up. Listen, I don't want to go in that world. I know what it can do. I know the lives it took. I know the, the soul Satan stole right onto our feet. But today is a new day. How many want to start a new life? How many want to start a new day? Every sin you've ever committed in your life could be forgiven right now. Think about that. Think about you can walk out of this church today clean and washed and purified and that you've never sinned in your life. That's the mercy of God. That's the goodness of God. Noah cried out. He preached to those people. The Bible said he was a preacher of righteousness. He said, there's a flood coming. Get right with God. <laughs> Come on, people. There's a flood coming. Get right with God. You're going to die if you don't repent. Come, get in, help us with this ark. Let's get all saved. Hallelujah. Let's all come in and work with the, with the Lord. But all he can do is laugh at Noah. Come thou into the ark. Which, uh, listen, I, there's a, God has a mercy line, but sister. There's coming a time when the last soul is going to be saved. <laughs> and, then, then, and then all of a sudden, Lanny, the door is being shut. You preach your last sermon. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Yeah. Preach a soul and so and brother so and so. He says, you preach your last sermon. You witness to your last soul. I'm shutting the door. How close is that? How close? Is it could be today. It could be today. It could be in the next five minutes. <laughs> but I know it's coming. Come thou into the ark, Noah, and you can be saved. My Lord, I'm preaching a good old evangelistical message today. You don't have to die without Jesus. You hear what I'm saying? It's there for you. I'm going to tell you something. I didn't, this message was planned by God. It wasn't me. Come into the ark, Noah. You and your wife and your sons and their wives. Okay. First, uh, first Peter 3.20, come thou into the ark. 
You know, I thank God every day he's long-suffering. I thank God he's long-suffering, and I need him every day. But there's coming a time where his mercy line's going to end, right? I tell people, I don't care where you're coming from. I don't care if you're black, white, American Indian. I don't care if you're Mexican. God don't see color. You hear what I'm saying? God sees souls. God is not a respected person. Listen, I told somebody, there's no racism in America. We're all of one race, human race. Right? I told some, a black brother one day, I said, man, look, stick your hand out. So what's the difference between me and you? Different skin color. <laughs> That's it. You mean we're dividing this nation because somebody has a different tone skin than somebody else? And I read really in my spirit, how dumb is that? But that's how Satan works. He hates God's way. He hates the ways of the Lord. He hates people coming together of all people, nationalities. He hates. I would love to worship with a Russian that loves Jesus. I love to worship with a Jew that loves Jesus. I love to worship with, with anybody that loves Jesus. It don't matter. Me and Janice had an incident the other day. We had some black brothers and sisters, man. We were praying with somebody in the parking lot, me and her. And they saw that Nick came around, man, like, well, he was all excited, man. He said, ah, oh, but it felt good to see somebody praying with somebody. And Brother Lonnie was having church, man, right in the front of the parking lot at Walmart. People passing, we were hugging each other, man, loving each other. And they thought we was crazy. People looking at us, come on, what's wrong with it? What's, what's wrong? You're not of the same color. Who cares? <laughs> I'd rather go to church with them than some people I know. <laughs> they were loving people, man, loving God. And I didn't feel us separate. I felt united with them, praise God. We were loving each other, praying with each other. You know, sir, we're having revival we're in front of, uh, on Walmart's parking lot. Hallelujah. But Peter said it like this. Chapter 1, verses 20. No, chapter 3, verses 20. I'm sorry. First Peter. Chapter 3. We need to call, we need to make a call and a cry. Jesus is coming back. He's coming back. Listen, I would hate to have to hear the rapture happening. I didn't see some of you. Listen, that, that would, I don't know if a heart gets broken in heaven, but I would be upset. I, listen, I don't want to make it. You see, I can't be your faith. You can't be my faith. Heaven is determined whether you and God are, 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 are united. That's you, in, you, whether you're part of the kingdom of God or not. This church is here to help you to grow. And it's important, but it's not your salvation. Listen, most people say, well, if I go to church, then I'm saved. No, like I said, going to make, like going to McDonald's, don't make your hamburger. Hallelujah. You come to church because you want to find God. You want to grow. You want to know about it. And the message that's given to you, it's going to strengthen your faith. It's going to start you off with the Lord, and you're going to grow every day, every, from faith to faith, from glory to glory. Listen, you're not going to be the same as you are. If you're, if you, if you, if you're the same as you were 20 years ago, something's wrong, right? 
This gospel has changed my life, even as a Christian, even as a believer. I had to learn some new things. I had to learn some hard things. Because when you learn things, then you build. And I used to say that years ago. My wife will remember that. It's like building a brick wall. Every time you overcome something, every time victory's in your life, every time you do something that prospers in your faith, you lay a brick, right? And after a while, you're going to have a, a good wall. You just got to start moving bricks from, come on, somebody, from the, the, from the wall, from the middle, the back, of the, I mean, uh, the middle, the, uh, the top. After a while, it might not fall out all at once, but you move enough bricks, because those bricks are made to stay there. I had a couple of bricks moved. I had to put them back. <laughs> Let me tell you, I am not bashful. I'm going to tell you, I failed God plenty of times. Amen. But I had to go back and I had to put that brick back in place. And it starts with God, forgive me. I repent. We put it back. So I'm, I'm going to serve you. It's coming. Are you in the ark? <laughs> Come on. Are you in the ark? I want to start really, let's, let's, let's start in, 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 in verse 18, okay? To kind of bring it in context. For, for Christ also suffered once for sin, that the just, for the just and the unjust. So he died for the sins of the whole world, the saved and the unsaved. He came that we could all find salvation, right? Being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. By whom also he went preaching to the spirits in prison. Now what that means is that he came, he died on the cross. They had souls before Jesus could go back to heaven. I mean before the souls that died before Jesus. Like Elijah, Jeremiah. All these souls, Moses and all these souls that were, they were kept in a place called paradise. That was a, a part of hell but it wasn't a torture, it wasn't a, a, a a judgment part of hell because God had sectioned it off. If you read the book of Luke, you find out the rich man that died and, and the poor man that, that beggar died by his, uh, in front of his house or wherever. And when the rich man died, he went to hell. But the beggar went to paradise. And they could see each other. Because the, 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 the beggar, I mean the rich man could see Abraham. Abraham was in this place. And Jesus had to go down there and preach to Abraham, and to Isaac, and to Jacob, and to, and to uh, Samson, and all the, these mighty men of the Old Testament. And they had to receive Jesus. <laughs> Come on, somebody. They couldn't get to heaven unless they accepted Jesus. And they was already dead. They were in this place. They were waiting for Jesus to die. And, they, and Jesus came and he preached to them in this place. My Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> And when he preached, they, they all, he cleared the whole place out. He cleared, they all repented. They all, they all said, yes, you are Lord. And they went to heaven with Jesus. So when he went down there, he preached to those who were in captivity. Verse 20 says, wait, wait, verse 19, by whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison. See, they, they were in prison, right? They couldn't go to heaven. Even though they wasn't in torment, they, could, they couldn't go to heaven. Remember the, uh, the, the beggar on the cross? I mean the beggar, the, 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 the criminal on the cross? 
He said, remember me when you come into you. He said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Jesus went automatically down to, it was part of hell, but it wasn't the judgment of hell. It was a prison where all the righteous saints that died before Christ died on the cross had to be put there till he would, and he went and preached to them. From Adam all the way down to John the Baptist, because he was there too. That was the last. He, John the Baptist was a greatest prophet that ever. He, he couldn't go to heaven. So he was in there. And when Jesus went, John the Baptist knew who he was, repented, and he went to heaven with him, right? But it was like this. Who formerly was disobedient when once the divine long-suffering of God waited. Okay, now this is what I'm talking about. God is patient. God is long-suffering. No, you wouldn't be here. Right? God has waited for us to repent and come to Him. He made things right. We made things right with Him. Don't run anymore. If you don't know Jesus today, make it right. If you if you and you're dealing with your things, make it right. Because it might be the last day. Right? He's long-suffering. He waits patiently. God don't desire that no man perish, but it all come to eternal life. God didn't, God didn't desire that Hitler perish, or, or, or Mussolini, or all those old, those old, old demons that were killing multitudes of Jews. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't want none of the ceases. They could have got right. They could have repented, but they didn't, right? But he says, while he waited Oh, for the long-suffering waited in the days of Noah. In the days of Noah, and I catch that. While the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is only eight souls, were saved. Eight? Out of the whole world? I'm sorry, I, I don't want to bust some people's butt, but there's not going to be millions and millions and millions of souls going to heaven. Because many are called, the Bible says, but few chosen next to the population of the earth come on somebody it's very little percent we're eight up to eight billion people on this planet very few very few will be saved and you're not being saved because you say a certain prayer and you go to a certain church you say because you accepted Jesus as your savior that's the only way and your life changed. My life changed. And something's still changing, brothers and sisters. <laughs> but I'm on the right path. Straight is the gate. And narrow is the way that leadeth unto righteousness. And few. Jesus said that, not me. Few there be that go by. What do you mean? I can look at this little narrow strip right here. That's narrow, man. I bet you if I walk through, I'm going fall before I get to the little Lord. Because it's so narrow. But if I, I got the wired way, you know, this is nothing. I can come, I can wave or sway or whatever you want to call it. Because the world's doing this. The world's on the wide path. See? Some churches are on the wide path. They're playing with God. That's what they're doing. But you, you, your road is narrow. There's only one, listen, there's only one road. Book by that film the other day, you know, Pilgrim's Progress. There's, there's so much truth in that little film, it's unreal. Because you're going to have people coming, oh, man, I know you go to church, but you don't have to be fanatical about it. I mean, you could have a little drink, 
You know, you can have a little this and a little that. You know, you can put some Mardi Gras balloons in front of your building. I know I'm just using that because that's what I saw. <laughs> you can, you can, and that's what I'm talking about, Lawrence. The wide path. Y'all, that's what I'm talking about. How wide? The, uh, my path is narrow. You know how narrow it is? I'm going to show you. Look, look, look that's, that's narrow, right? That's what I always got a picture of, walking with the Lord. If I stay into this, whatever's in this book, and I follow it, I'm going to make it. Right? Right, Yvette? Right, Ramona? I'm going to make it, right? If I can stay, follow what's in this book, I'm going to make it. Come on, Holy Ghost. I ain't got much left to go, okay? But let me just kind of paraphrase some stuff for you. Close your Bible. The Lord is long-suffering, as he waited in the days of Noah. Patiently, right? That's in 1 Peter, I just read it, 3.20. If you read in 2 Peter 2.5, it says, preacher, Noah was a preacher of righteousness. You see, it, fiber, it made me fiberglass. Can you see that word? <laughs> I can't I got to talk to a book. You got to teach me some words, Alex. <laughs> Boogie knows all the big fancy words, man. I think you got to write me down some words <laughs> so I can look smart. <laughs> but anyway, how, how fast is the heart declining away from God? This, when this happened, it maybe was a thousand years. Men have corrupted himself in the earth. God was angry. And men have went astray. They were doing things that were ungodly. They were, they were wicked in the eyes of God. Listen, you imagine God regretting he ever made something. And the King James got the best word, repented himself. He was sorry that he had made men on the earth. Listen, when you look out there and you see that stuff, God is angry. Come on, somebody. God is angry. I got some people I know I love that's living in sin right now. I ain't, listen, it doesn't make me comfortable to see. I know what's coming if, if it, it, it don't change, Right? But he was a preacher of righteousness. What did he preach? The only thing Noah had, God is a righteous God and God is a holy. He didn't have no Bible to look at. Come on, somebody. He didn't have, he didn't have James and John and Mark and Matthew to read. He didn't have Paul's writings. He just knew that God was holy. The only Three righteous people in the, Bible, in the whole book of Genesis that I read, and that's just me, okay, could have been more. Was Enoch, no, Abel, Enoch, and Noah. That really, Enoch was so right, God took him. God just took Noah, I mean, Enoch to heaven with him. He's still there right now. Abel was a righteous man. Abel offered God. A blood atonement. That's what got Cain so angry. Because Cain had worked hard. He had planted all these fruits and vegetables. And, 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 and all Abel ever done was watch the sheep. Uh-oh. <laughs> all he ever did was watch, watch sheep. But God accepted Abel's sacrifice and rejected Cain's. And he told Cain, if you would, if, if, if you, why are you angry, Cain? If you did what was right, why are you angry? But he had done. He was trying to please God with the works of his own religion. My Lord. 
And he says here, in Hebrews he said, By faith Noah, being warned of God, prepared himself an ark. Oh man, I prepared himself an ark. He was warned by God, it's coming Noah. I'm going to destroy every human being on this planet. Everything that liveth on the face of the earth, I'm going to destroy. Listen, you can look at the Grand Canyon today. That's the judgment of God. You can look at all those big, I look at those in Utah and Montana and all them big old rocks sticking. There used to be land right there. The water pushed that all out. Cutting through solid rock. You look all over the world, man. Things are, look, just in our own Gulf of Mexico, there used to be trees. That used to be land. Gulf of Mexico used to be dry ground. Why do you think they're finding oil? Because that, that was all trees. The only way you're going to get oil is through decomposed vegetation. Then, then when the flood came, it's like, it was like a, a, a levee. that went, It kind of went over and, and, and filled up the Gulf of Mexico. Because most of the earth at that time was land. The fountains of the deep rose up. That was the judgment of God. God flooded the earth. The rain didn't do it. It was on the ground that did it. The earth was pressured and shot water up so many miles into the atmosphere. You, you got to read all that stuff. And you look at what you see. That's exactly what, what's the proof is there. They never found all the dirt from the Grand Canyon. Never. It's all over the planet. <laughs> but you see stuff like that. You say, God, that's the sign of God's judgment. The earth was perfect. Man brought sin in the earth and brought God's judgment upon it. But by faith, Noah warned of God, prepared himself an ark. Him and his family got in, and the, and, and the ark lifted him above the floods, right? My Lord, that preach. <laughs> Your ark will lift you above all the troubles. And all the, the, the sin in this world. And all the corruption. God is going to flood it. Not, not going to flood the earth again. But he, you know what I'm talking about. He's going to judge it. Peter says he's going to judge it by fire. <laughs> there's going to be a judgment on the earth. And what's bad, it's not the earth's fault. It's our fault. Man's fault. And Jesus said, like the, uh, in chapter 17 of Luke, verse 20, they were eating, they were drinking, they were getting married, they were building houses, they were, you know, they were doing all that when the flood came. Just like today, huh? Everybody's going about their business, going their job, building them houses, getting ready to retire. You know what I'm saying? I, had a, I heard about a preacher, well, it's D.L. Moody, or Charles Finney. When you think it's Charles Finney, he was going to become a lawyer. And they asked him, he says, uh, well, what do you plan on doing? Well, I'm going to go to law school, and I'm going to become a lawyer. He said, well, what about after that? Well, I'm going to get me a law firm. I'm going to make a lot of money. He said, well, what about after that? He said, well, I'm going to get old. He said, what about after that? He said, I'm going to die. He said, what about after that? This man found him a, a stump. He had gotten so convicted because one day you're going to die. And one day it's going to come to an end. He said, what about after? He found him an old stump in the woods. And he cried out to God. And we have one of the greatest preachers America ever saw, Charles Finney. He, he, he gave up. <laughs> that other stuff. 
Nothing wrong with having a good job. Nothing wrong with making a career. That's not what I'm talking about. But you got to get to a place. What's more important? Your life on this planet or the coming life? Ask yourself that question. Well, if I ask you, you're going to die one day. What after, but what after that? Where will you be? I'm going to tell you what. I can't save you. No preacher, priest, or rabbi, or no guru can save you. It's what you do with his son Jesus. Amen? As it was in the days of Noah. And then you're looking at verse 28 where it says, They were married, given the day that man. As it was in the days. And Jesus says in Matthew 24, 37 says, As the days of Noah were, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Do you know we're living in the most corrupt society ever? At one time, we used to have, listen, our own presidents used to seek counsel from preachers. Now they mock them. They mock God's word. Anybody that says something the Bible says, oh, that's, all, that's a fairy tale. But look at it. They're fixing things real up right now. The governments of the world are sure fixing the world real nice, huh? We got wars, rumors of wars, famines, earthquakes in diverse places. We see trouble like we never saw on this planet. But yet, men's gonna fix our problems. We're gonna elect a certain president, he'll fix it. No, he ain't. We're gonna let's time to repent, man. It's time to put Jesus on the presidential throne. Hallelujah. It's time to put Jesus in the light. It's time to listen to the words of Christ. I said it, and I'm fixing to finish. If everybody in America would get saved today, listen, if everybody in America would truly get born again from, from California all the way to New York, the first thing that you would find out, the ballrooms would start shutting down. The honky-tonk, the whorehouses, the politicians would, would start obeying God. People would start, you, you would see a, a change like you never saw. Just because a heart was changed. And it gets me angry when I see you throwing billions of dollars for something when the heart's the problem, right? The heart's the problem. The heart's the problem. When we start changing the heart, men change. Society changes. You know how I blame for the problems we got in America? The church. Well, no, it's, it's, the, it's the government's fault. No, it's not. The government's wicked. They're gonna, they, they, I told a book the other day, I said, son, don't expect ungodly people to do godly things. But the church in America started watering down this book. Listen, I'd rather have you ready than not ready if Jesus comes back. You might get mad at me this morning. I don't know. But at least you heard the gospel. My job as a pastor here is not to make you feel comfortable. I want to encourage you. I want you to feel good in your faith. I want you to strengthen your faith. But when it comes down to warning you, there is a devil out there, and he's going to get you if you give him half a chance. You're not going to win without trusting in Jesus. You're not going to win without deciding to live a holy life. I'm sorry. I wish it was different, but it's not. But I can go through this book right here, and I can show you from Genesis all the way to Revelation. God still hates sin. I got to deal with my pride in my own heart. I got to deal with my selfishness in my own heart. And it's not, if it's there, it's not pleasing to the Lord. None of it. I don't care if it's me or you or whoever. 
I gotta, I'm responsible to obey God. I started getting a little bit personal with the Lord, and it started getting a little scary. Because I was looking at even the Old Testament when God demanded so much lambs that would be slain and so much animals killed. The blood would run off that altar like a faucet, man. Is this the same God? Thank God we don't have to do that today. But they knew there was a price to pay for their sin. And it cost them. Now we got Jesus free, free Jesus. You don't have to do nothing. Jesus is free. He done everything. So, you, so you're gonna, you can live your life like you want. No matter what happens, you're going to heaven. Just enjoy your, your, your Christian. Let me tell you, it ain't God. Because my Bible says he's coming for a church without spot or blemish. I want to quote that. That's in the New Testament. And the church has to be right. You have to be right. I got to be right. As he was in the days of Noah, it's coming. We're in the days of Noah. The other day I was praying. The Lord gave me that message and he spoke to my heart. We're in the last days. The great falling away, as the Bible says, is here. It's here. And are you ready? Am I ready? Am I ready to face the Lord? Let's stand up, praise God. I made in my mind that God, the Holy Ghost, is the one that draws you, all right? I want to ask you a question. I want to play a little song. You don't have to put it on the table, Lord. I learned this song years ago, and it ministers so much to me. There's an old-fashioned altar where God meets His people, okay? Years ago, I heard a song, The Altars Are Dry. You remember that song? Karen Wheat used to sing that. There's no more weeping before God because of sin. God is angry. God is angry at this world. God is angry at the church. If you die today, where would you go? The service is nearing an end. The choir is singing just as I am. The old man is standing there in tears. My God. Letting go a part of him that he's held back for years. Hearts are being broken and lives are being changed. Those that call upon him, they will never be the same. Oh, the time has come to give it to the Lord. That's what this altar is for. A father is praying with his son. 
The mama stands before him Thanking God they've come An old man is standing there in tears Letting go a part of him That he's held back for years Hearts are being broken And lives are being changed Those that call upon Him They will never be the same Yes, Lord Oh, the time has come To give it to the Lord That's what this altar is for. Amen. Let's give Jesus praise. Amen. I want to pray with you before you leave. I want to say something. I can't make you get saved. <laughs> I can't make you surrender your life fully to Jesus. Like You have to do that on your own. Praise God. For years, I, I used to see this, and, and, and it, I did it even. I'd go grab people out of there. Come get saved. Come get saved. Well, if the Holy Ghost can't pull them, I can't. You know what I'm saying? So my, my, my thing is that you know where you're at with the Lord this morning. I want you to bow your heads, all of us. And I want you to ask yourself a question. Am I saved, God? Am I going to heaven? I want to pray. Father, I pray with the church right now. And I ask you to work in their hearts and their lives. And I want you to pray with me. Dear God in heaven, I need you, Jesus. I know I'm a sinner. And I need a Savior. Come into my heart. Save me, Jesus. Be part of my life. I give my life to you. I give my life to you. I accept Jesus Christ. And what he done on the cross into my life in Jesus' name. It's real simple. One little prayer. I remember that old song he used to sing about uh, the one that he went to Sunday school one day and and because thank God you gave, you gave to the Lord. You remember that song? And uh, he said that because you prayed that simple little prayer, I was saved. <laughs> now I'm in glory. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm right with God. Take this book, hold it under your arms, eat it up, swallow it up. Because I'm going to tell you what, I've, I've got less and less interested in the world, but I've been turning the TV off. I said, I don't want to get angry anymore. I'm tired of getting grieved for what's going on. I want to live at peace with God as long as I keep my eyes on Jesus. He's perfect. I read that scripture the other day. His, him that is in peace has his mind on Jesus. It's got perfect peace. Perfect peace. Mind on Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. I pray this word minister to the hearts of your people, Lord. God, we know, Father, that there's people around us that need you. We pray for our families, our, our children, our, our aunts and uncles and cousins. and We've got so many, Lord God. God, in the name of Jesus, Father God, do a mighty work. 